Welcome back to Pucks and Pasties. Today we have me, your host, Andrew, filling in for Evan, who is out for unknown reasons. Is Rosario here? Hello. We got Dylan, as usual, the Diaz. What's up? And then surprise guest again, my buddy Eric. I don't know. Being on uh, like sixty, like two thirds of all of the podcasts. True. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, which... I was I was told earlier today that I need to record a podcast episode, and I said, okay, I guess I'm the man for the job, and here I am. So thanks, thanks for thanks for calling my number. Uh, I'm ready to perform. Yeah, and by the way, sorry for not recording last week. We were like moving in and dealing with all that sort of stuff. And so we didn't end up and there wasn't much hockey to see anyway. I think there's only one CCHA series last week. Yeah. Um also Bowling Green played Ohio State, I think. Yeah. But uh we had an eventful weekend. Yeah. This past weekend. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know who started this idea, but I was talked into this idea by my roommates to drive to St. Thomas from Houghton and then back the same night just for a hockey game that we ended up losing. Yeah, it was quite the experience. So Yeah. I don't know who sparked that idea. Was yeah, it you? I, I, no, it was it was Kellen and the Diaz. Of course it of course. Yeah. I didn't we, think Kellen was gonna say yes, man. We got so we someone we know had extra tickets and they offered them up to us. Oh yeah. And uh yeah, shout out Tim Brown offered us his extra tickets, and uh, Kellen and Dylan convinced us to hop in the car and drive to Mendota Heights, Minnesota, stay there for about three hours, and then get in the car and drive back. So, twelve hours of driving for three hours of eating and watching the hockey game. But yeah, uh, it was, yeah it was it was a good time. It was I, good I would food. do it again. Yeah, it was good food. Too. It was good food, and the gas and food were paid for by Tim Brown. So yeah. like. Shout out Misfits alumni. Shout out Tech Hockey Guide. Tech Hockey Guide. Shout out to Tech Hockey Guide for for being so uh, gracious and generous to to current students because that's exactly what I want to do when the time comes. Yeah, I mean, I say it all the time, like the stuff that the alumni have done for us with like, you know, Eric knows especially he's been around for a little longer, like the donations that they've done for us and just the stuff that they've made possible. Like I just want to, you know, like you said, I want to be able to give back eventually when i mm-hmm. when i you know have actual money yeah because like i i've said it before and i'll say it again like i've given the school enough money i don't i don't yeah. want to give them any more money if i'm ever going to donate any money i want to donate it directly to mitch's misfits and just like make it so that some kid can have the same awesome experiences that i've had in my time here so far and still more to come for sure so yeah mm-hmm. yeah and i mean that was half of like one of those buses that we took to Pennsylvania was paid for by the alumni as well, yeah. right? Yeah. And I, I didn't pay a, a penny out of my pocket. I mean, exactly. It's, 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 it's awesome. It's cool what they do for yeah. us through Mitch's Miss. It's, it's so, a very yeah. unique uh, opportunity, and I'm very gracious for it. But um, Mendota Heights, I kind of I like the St. Thomas Arena. I mean, I wouldn't want it as my home arena. I thought it was a ton of fun. It's a high school arena, but you are wow. as close to the college players as you probably ever will be. Uh, from any seat in that arena. And yeah. I really like that because you can hear everything that's going on on the ice. You can hear players chirping each other. You can hear the ref yelling out stuff. Yeah. And um, it's a special experience. It, it doesn't, it feels like a less official game, but uh, everyone's still moving as fast 
as a as a true college hockey game and so it was it was pretty enjoyable yeah that's what that was the third st thomas home game i've been to and they've definitely really upped the amount of people that are at the game since even last year yeah like that was a sold out barn and like Mm -hmm. last year when we went uh what do you call it It, there it was empty (laughs) There, there were like ten of us, and we yeah. were just the majority of people there. Yeah, no, that's what I was. That's that's what I was saying. So, I mean, Andrew, you mentioned it. Like, yeah, it's a high school arena. I think it seats maybe a thousand. You know, bench seating. But like, you know what I always say is like, an arena is is only as good as the people you can put in it. So, you know, you can have some huge fancy special arena, but like, if your crowd is dead, it doesn't matter. Your atmosphere is not going to be good. So. I just I know I only witnessed one game there, but Thursday night at St. Thomas Ice Arena in Mendota Heights, like the place was packed, the crowd was rocking. There's a ton of tech fans, obviously a ton of Tommy's fans. We were going back and forth at it with with some people. They were good sports though. So yeah, I mean overall, just like shout out St. Thomas for a great, great experience. And uh Yeah. Yeah, I mean I would I would love to go back, especially when they get their new arena built. I think yeah. you know, I think it's like an upcoming really cool. team. They have a really good squad this year. They play an entertaining brand of hockey, and I mean, I think uh, with that new arena coming, they're going to have a ton of fans in the near future, and that's going to be like a, a premier location in college hockey to go and watch a game in a few years. So I'm glad we got to experience the the town and the team before <laughs> I guess that, that new arena, but I'm looking forward to the new one as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I w- big, go ahead. The big surprise I had was they didn't have the band there. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, actually, is there's, there are no chants, and then there is no band. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the energy when they scored was huge and everyone was really into it when they were, you know, close to scoring, you know, when it was bouncing off the post and stuff. But as far as chance go, we were the only ones yelling. Yeah. They're, like, I don't, like, when I was there last year, they didn't have any chance either. But they did have their band there last year. Mm-hmm. I wonder. I wonder why their band is sometimes there, sometimes not. That, yeah, that seems kind of odd. Yeah, I was joking to Eric that it was a school night, and so that's why the band was, was about there. To say that, that yeah. it was a school Wait, night. Thursday they, game. It and could then... be, but also, I mean, we didn't hear the band on the broadcast, from what I remember Saturday. No, like I, I guess the band could have been at basketball or uh, a different that's, game that was happening that night. Yeah, better than better than Ferris at GLI, who has a high school band representing. Yeah, that's not a good look. The closest team to the uh, literally the Van Andel, like and, forty and... minutes away, and they couldn't bring a band. Yeah, they don't have a that's an actual tough, college man. band. Ferris is poverty, though. Am I allowed and... to say that on here? Ferris State. I mean, all, absolute poverty. All respect. If if we were Ferris, we'd be calling them poverty too. St. Thomas well, has been around for three years, and your atmosphere has already lapped Ferris. That's tough. You hate to see that. Yeah. Honest, but, uh, you know. But like, I, I agree. Uh, like, for winning the D2 Natty the last year for football, they should just have a better sports brand. Oh, they're an awesome football school. Ferris State football is always dominant. You know, I feel like it's always Ferris State and another Michigan team, Grand Valley State, always just going back and forth, slugging it out for those D2 football titles. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're going to play D2 football, those are two great universities to play at. So, just in terms of hockey, Ferris State is uh, pretty brutal. Yeah. I I think they're the worst 
team in the NCAA right now, pairwise. That could be right. I know they're at least sixty recently. They're I, I think like Stonehill yeah. might be lower than them, but it we like Stonehill. Stonehill's not a real team. Though. Robert <laughs> Morris, Ferris, Bowling Green, I think. Yeah, Bowling Green is and also, Bowling Green yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. So I'm looking at College Hockey Network right now. The only team lower than Ferris State in the pairwise is Owen Twenty One Stonehill. Yeah, Ooh. and this is this is mostly because as we've discussed in the past. The CCHA is the weakest conference right now. Yeah. And in addition to being the weakest conference, um, all the out-of-conference games that any of these teams have played, very rarely have we beat another team. Yeah. And very rarely Not has that been like a top-10 team. Um, we've come close with Bemidji and North Dakota. And uh, recently with Ohio State, I think Bowling Green put up a pretty good fight. But Ohio State right now is actually the worst team in the Big Ten, so that didn't do much. Yeah. But – yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a tough one. Yeah, and that's that's my beef with pairwise. I mean, now we're we're going off on a little like other direction, but pairwise is is interesting because if you're in a shit conference, uh, and you just only play other like terrible teams, once you get down, it's really hard to climb back up because even if let's say Tech goes on a run or any team in the CCHA yeah. goes on a run and wins all their CCHA games, like you're, it's still so unlikely at this point that they're going to be able to claw their way into that top 16 or, or top 13 that you need to be in yeah. to get into the playoffs on pairwise. So at this point, like, it's kind of unfortunate to feel this way. But after Tech's performance so far this season, you know, 9, 10, and 4 as it stands, like about two-thirds of the way through the year, the rest of the regular season just doesn't even mean that much to me. I mean, I want to beat Bemidji, I want to beat St. Thomas, and I want to beat Mankato because I want that home ice advantage when it comes playoff time. But – we already know that the only way that Tech is is getting into the to the national tournament is off of a, a conference tournament win, so we just got to put our our hopes toward that. Yeah, because uh, we're we're far out of it in the pairwise, and so are the rest of the CCHA teams. So yeah, it would take some crazy upsets on the uh, the top end of pairwise yeah. for anything to change. Put it this way, it'd be shocking to see more than one CCHA team in the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. It, it does not seem very possible. Yeah, I gotta agree with that. Well, also this weekend, we went uh, to an outdoor rink oh, in West Houghton, and that was a lot of fun, but yeah. we're, we're still feeling the effects from it. My back is busted, Eric. I'm yeah. cooked. <laughs> it wasn't right. until uh, Cole showed up and obviously didn't shovel with us. <laughs> yeah, so, okay, we have to tell the story. So, well, we've yeah. gotten about, like, what, at least 10 inches of snow here in Houghton by now. Yeah. By yesterday at this point, there was maybe five inches of snow on the rink. We had like what seven or eight guys out there shoveling. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think the shoveling is what did me in. I, I tweaked my lower back or something, and I'm just absolutely cooked today. So between the shoveling and the hockey, my my back is killing me. So uh, yeah. Yeah. It was pretty bad. I was gonna say, um, you know, Cole showed up after, and he <laughs> didn't do any shoveling, but then he also he he pointed me to the shed and he said, uh, "Is that unlocked?" And I'm like, "What?" And like. There's a giant snowbank between us and that that back of the shed where the uh-huh. double doors open, but he says if it's unlocked, there's a snowblower in there that we can use. And I'm like, okay, now you tell us. Yeah, like, <laughs> after like, it's already over. Yeah, no. He shows up half an hour late after it's all shoveled yeah. off, and, and then says, tells us and says there might be a snowblower. Yeah, no, I was I was breaking my back too. I was just yeah. I was just constantly shoveling over the edge, and people would bring me snow and bring me yeah. snow, and then I'll keep shoveling over the edge. And, I think for um, me it was maybe just bending down over the shovel skating around just yeah and you were on skates the whole time yeah, too. skating the whole time with the shovel which yeah. is a little brutal at first yeah 
Yeah. Yeah, like the heavy snow, you want to just be out there in boots. But if you're scraping, skates are easier. Yeah, no, I know that now. Like the first shovel off of the rink to yeah. keep your boots on. And then once you get like kind of the big stuff out of the way, at that point, it's easy to just. Yeah, when you're just doing the dusting, the then, yeah. then skating around's a lot of fun. But. Yeah. But I had a lot of fun out there, man. That West Owen's my favorite. So no, I'm, far. I'm officially addicted to outdoor hockey. It is yeah. a ton of fun. I love that. I, I don't know. You, you guys didn't get high stick to the jugular. You guys should tell that story. I, uh, yeah, I, I accidentally got him. <laughs> got him in the jugular. I didn't mean to. Gloves dropped quick. Yeah, gloves did drop quick. And I, Eric ended up, we both ended up on the ground. Um, you know, yeah, and got a little bit of a beat your, your little bitch ass was wearing overalls, so I couldn't wow. put your sweatshirt over your face. And then, uh, what do you call it? As I was like almost there, and then you just fall on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Eric. Eric was as a third party watching this go down. Eric like had you by the snow pants, and then he started grabbing your sweatshirt and like trying to pull your sweatshirt like out of your snow pants. And then during that motion is when you kind of just like fell on him and tackled him. Yeah, I I couldn't see for most of it, and I didn't really know what was what I should do. And so I'm like, well, I guess I guess got to just push into you, and then I pushed far enough for you to fall on your back. Yeah. I felt even worse because I because uh, we don't got any padding on or anything. No, that. <laughs> That pond hockey, outdoor hockey, is, is the best, man. And, and I know you guys want to yeah. go tomorrow, but I I don't know if I'm going to be able to. I, I'll, I'll nah, go. Just take a sauna on, like, six ibuprofen. You'll be fine. Yeah, that, that's kind of what I'm thinking. I, I normally take four at a time. So, I mean, my excuse, <laughs> my excuse is that I'm a big guy. And, you know, it's the same as a Motrin 800. That's what, that's what they prescribe you, you know, when you have pain. They prescribe mm-hmm. Motrin 800. So, if you just take – Four of the normal ones is like you got prescribed that for really bad pain. So that's what I tell myself. Yeah, actually, if you put it that way, it sounds a little more normal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I remember when I used to take four ibuprofens or four Motrins, um, one of our friends, Allison, would like freak out and think I was like going to die. But I'm like, trust me, I, I know what I'm doing. I'm yeah. Like, I'm a big no, dude. can handle my Motrin. That's what my mom doing? is. My mom only gives me one. That's, I'm, like, I'm like, what the hell, mom? That's not even gonna do. I'm a full-grown boy. Give me, uh, <laughs> give me two. Give me the recommended dosage. Yeah. No, you can you can have about half a bottle before you start having problems. <laughs> I remember that on Monday when we go to the ODR. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. What's the record, Eric? <laughs> what's the record? record number of ibuprofen? I don't know, but I had, uh, what do you call it? I think I had like two or three Moltrin 800. When I, <laughs> so Holy so that's the equivalent of, of eight or twelve just normal motions. Yeah, and then um, what do you call it? Because I think I forgot that I took the first one, and then like oh, uh, my mom called poison control, and I was like, yeah, he you could have had half that bottle before you needed an emergency. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's reassuring. I, I yeah. won't push it too hard, but uh, I am committed to getting out on the ODR again tomorrow. Yeah. So. Although I will say, guys, I am terrified for the shoveling that will come tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, we are in a whiteout blizzard. Well, okay, I was, I, I just walked the dog. Yeah, my twice daily job, and uh, it's it's clear on one side. They were playing a couple of people were a couple of kids. They yeah. were kids were playing they're hockey playing on, on one Western. side, yeah. and then the other side mm-hmm. was um, it was cleared off this morning, I think, and so it's only got like an inch or two on. Okay, it. 
Yeah. Yeah, because... I'm just looking though. Like I was trying to see Mount Ripley to see if it was busy. I can't yeah. even see across the street out the window. Yeah. The no. wind and the and the snow is crazy today. No, it's it's I, you forget how powerful uh Houghton snow is until you come back yeah. up here and, yeah, man. and you just get punched in the face. Well, especially because last year was a, a pretty pretty weak winter. Uh yeah. there's there's not a lot of snow last year, but uh yeah. it's it's come early and often so far this January, so we'll see if it you know continues. Yeah, we had a similar experience this year as last year where it's like we got a bunch of snow at some points, but then like come uh, New Year's, it's like what's actually on the ground is like barely anything because mm-hmm. it's been too warm. But now, yeah, I think this is what we're feeling right now seems like more than we had last year at this time. All yeah, right. I think so. Yeah. What was that, Eric? I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. If if anyone knows it's Eric. Yeah, he's been around for a couple winters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and then we watched the Saturday game. Kyle Kukinen scored Kyle and then scored, yeah. and then yeah. someone said that now that Kyle Kukinen scored, he's passed his curse on everyone else and no one else can score. <laughs> yeah, the, uh I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we'd want to talk about the Huskies performance this weekend for too long, but I mean, you know, we can Yeah, it's just we can get into it. I, it, I think it is what it is. I mean, we, we thought that St. Thomas was number one, so you can't be blown I, away. I know St. Thomas is a good team. And yeah. One, one thing I'll, I'll point out just real quick from especially seeing it in person on Thursday mm-hmm. um, is St. Thomas plays a very fast and aggressive game. And, I mean, as soon as they hit the ice on Thursday, you could tell. And this is a, a tale as old as time with Tech as long, you know, since we've been watching is sometimes they get a slow start and the other team will just lap them in the first period. So in the first – seven or eight minutes of that Thursday game against St. Thomas. I mean, you saw St. Thomas score two goals early. Yeah. And Tech was just flat-footed until at least halfway through the first. And then you're playing a game of catch-up. So, with that said, I mean, I already said it before to these guys, but I'll say it for the podcast. I think uh, the Huskies played a really good game on Thursday, aside from those first ten minutes. I think they played really well from behind. Um, Swankler getting involved early. He was everywhere, obviously for better or for worse. Um, Blake made some good saves. I think they were just kind of, you know, like I said, down too much too early. But I, I think that there's fight in this team. They have a long way to come. But, uh, yeah, Saturday I don't really have much to say, just taking terrible penalties. I mean, they kind of beat themselves in that game. They couldn't get much going offensively, and then they were plagued the entire second period by being on a one great long penalty kill, basically. Yeah. So – yeah, I mean, there's not much you can do from that point. Like, I think St. Thomas did a fantastic job of countering the new Huskies with the addition of Austin Flankler. I think, like, they targeted him that whole Thursday game, and they were really getting in his head and doing, a, like, a very fast, a very physical game. The yeah. Huskies haven't really seen much this season. Definitely, definitely. You could tell, like I said, that as soon as that game started, the Huskies were kind of in over their head. Yeah, um, almost come from the and same. I think they're feeling the loss of Arvin Kataroff a little bit because he's really keeps the team together a lot. He's, I mean, it's their captain like, at the end of the day, so yeah. Like he's calling the bullshit on the refs. He's doing that stuff, and they they really missed that this weekend. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, those games are very scrappy. And then once penalties get started getting called, it's like mm. everything is getting called, it felt like. Right, and the thing that I would say on Saturday, not that I, you know, 
Uh, Saturday, like you said, we had the watch party. We had a, had a ton of people. We, we were having a good time. So I wasn't I wasn't focusing too hard on the game or on the penalty kill specifically. But I will say one thing about taking those dumb penalties. I mean, first thing that comes to mind, Kyle Kukinen takes a hook uh, on a Huskies power play 200 feet away from his own net. He takes a hook to go from four on four. From then on, it was just penalty after penalty. Um, and the thing about being on the penalty kill is even if St. Thomas doesn't score a power play goal, which correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know if they scored on that power play. Uh, I think they might've had one out of three power play goals, but yeah, I think it was the, I think their first goal might've been yeah, their first play. goal. But the main, the main thing is whether you're getting scored on or not on the PK is you're not going to generate any offense shorthanded. You might get a random breakaway, but the whole second period was essentially null and void for tech because they spent the entire period. It felt like either killing penalties or just being hemmed in their own zone. So mm. yeah, they just couldn't get anything going all weekend, but I mean, St. Thomas is a good squad. So, I mean, I think keep an eye out on them when it comes CCHA tournament time, for sure. They can up- shock a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, how will we segue in the, it's rankings week mm-hmm. tomorrow. We're going to release uh, what the CCHA watch boys think of the CCHA and, the order of teams right now uh and so let's just go in order and kind of talk about our one through i guess it's was it eight teams now nine teams yeah yeah nine if you count augustana nine yeah. teams yeah augustana is a hard one to place because they're only playing i mean they haven't even they played haven't really played much half the yeah, teams i kind of put them lower middle of the path yeah on my ranking, but... and then obviously we swept them but we're still not a great team and so it's hard to and that and not to mention that was months ago yeah point, so, so it could be a different team changed, on both how, ends how yeah we've changed yeah mm-hmm. but um number one i think we agree is St. Thomas. What do you guys think? Yeah, in my in my ranking, uh, I put St. Thomas as number two. I said uh, a different purple team from Minnesota as number yeah. one right now. It's kind of hard to call it for me. I, I really think Minnesota State just has that winning culture, you know, despite losing their head coach, losing their former captain, I believe, losing a lot of pieces, mm-hmm. um, losing their stud goalie just to graduating. Um I think they have that winning culture, and I think they had a great performance against Ferris State this weekend, who, of course, is not the best team. But just I think the past couple weeks of Minnesota State hockey uh, has kind of convinced me, although I could definitely see the argument for St. Thomas seeing them in person this week. Um, They're a great team. I think those are pretty squarely the top two teams in the CCHA. I don't know if we can all agree on that or not. Oh, I'm trying to remember what I put now because the top three for me are fuzzy. I think I, I might have even put Bemidji above um, Minnesota State because yeah. Bemidji's Bemidji's been playing well too uh, these past couple of weeks. But yeah, like you said, Minnesota State did what they did best against Ferris and like completely shelled uh, Logan Stein that yep. first night, and then Giesbrecht was in that the second night and. Terrible mistake by Ferris State. By yeah, way. I don't know about Logan that. Logan Stein is an absolute beast. Ferris State, yeah. I was dogging on you earlier in the podcast, but Logan Stein is an absolute dog. Yeah. Some saves that he made on Friday night were absolutely unbelievable. He was getting hung up to drive by his defense all night, and he still somehow kept Ferris State kind of in that game for a long time. So big ups to him. Everyone else on Ferris State, you're a bum. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all, no, no, no. Here, here. Offensively, Ferris State is very good. Yeah, that's Steven, fair. uh, no, no, Stephen Porkney, uh, um, Schleppi, Schleppi, uh, Antonio Venuto, Luigi Benacasa. Yeah, he's having a good season. All of those names are constantly, uh, on the points tallies. So, 
Um, I can't, I can't say the same for the defense end of Ferris state. And luckily Logan Stein covers a lot of that, but you can only cover so much because mm-hmm. I mean, you can't allow Minnesota state to get that many shots off if yeah. you're trying to win a game. Um, and then that brings us, we talked about Bemidji. Um, Wait, hold on. Who did uh, Eric? Who do who do you think is is the yeah. for best in the CCHA right now? If you had to pick, oh, like St. Thomas. Yeah. What do you think? I thought St. Thomas was my number That's one. That's valid. Yeah. yeah. Like Mankato got swept at home by Tech for the first time, and that's true. A long time. That's true. Yeah. I th- I actually think the first time ever, Eric. That's yeah. That's why I think I put Mankato three, because as as good as they are. Like it, it shows the the players that they've lost from last year to this year. My my thing for Bemidji, although I did put them number three, is I, I mean, thank God they have Shoal back now. That's great for them. Uh, they did lose Kyle Loft, one yeah. of their best players. I think he had what was it, nineteen points in in the fifteen games he played. I'm not yeah. sure. All I know is he's got the most points on their team. Yeah, and well, at least at the time that he had his injury, he had the most points on their team. And he's a defenseman, right? Exactly. So, so he's 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 covering both ends. He's he's positive and mm-hmm. he's giving points. Yeah, and when and you know speaking again to just seeing something in real life versus seeing it on just the highlights. When we were in Bemidji for the Tech series, Kyle Loaf's shot is unbelievable. That thing comes off mm-hmm. like an absolute laser. Um, I would not want to be the guy standing in front of that one. Yeah. So I guess just losing a leader and such a great player like that, it doesn't bode well for your team. Um, I still put them above Tech. I still I put fourth. I know a couple of you in here probably put Tech even lower than fourth. Probably a little salty after the sweep, but uh, yeah, so, I, I think you got to think back to GLI. I think you know GLI. They showed fight. They showed heart. I know we played kind of a half mass Michigan State and an Alaska team that is kind of up and down, but they played really well at GLI. And that Swankler line with Mosley and, and Isaac Gordon is, I think, going to be absolutely electric if they can just put it together a little bit more. So yeah, so what what would you say that your two, three, and four are, Eric? I know I'm putting you on the spot. Um, what do you call it? two, three, and four are hard? Yeah, mm-hmm. they're very interchangeable. Those those are like Mankato Tech and Bemidji. Yeah, but yeah. What order is very difficult? Definitely, like, it'll definitely be telling when we see Bemidji I, play Tech again this yeah. weekend. Yeah, that's true. Because like I don't. Like, cause like I don't think I think Mankato's better than Bemidji, but I think Tech's better than Mankato, and I think Bemidji's better than Tech. So yeah, yeah everyone's very close. It's right a now. it's a big paradox. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Cause we yeah, and I think part of that is all these guys are playing each other four times a season. They're really getting dialed into like each other's weaknesses and i think st thomas has shown some of the best adaptability and that's why they should be like they're firmly in number one versus like mankato has been a lot more weak on that so that maybe they drop to fourth Bemidji two tech three and this weekend i think any three of those spots could switch to any other of the three spots. Yeah. It yeah. feels like a very anyone could beat anyone conference right now. Yeah. Unfortunately, not because every team is a powerhouse, but because every team just has, you know, 
great weaknesses, defensive breakdowns all over the place, and really anything can happen. I mean, earlier this season, you know, Nor- you have Northern sweeping Lake State. This past weekend, Lake State comes back, sweeps them right back, actually yeah. blows them out twice to win the Capo Cup. So mm-hmm. yeah. I guess that kind of segues into who I put number five, which is the Lake Superior State Lakers. Yeah. I think they could be sneaky, you know, maybe spoilers, but – I still don't fully buy it, I guess. I think uh, I think they're kind of that perfect middle-of-the-table team that is going to beat up on the on the worst teams, probably struggle against the top teams, but maybe come playoff time, if they're in that fifth spot, they could definitely be spoilers to a team who has the home ice advantage, which, you know, it could be us. So definitely a team to look out for yeah. could be the Lakers. Yeah, I mean, everyone at this point, I think we've discovered that everyone can be spoilers to everyone. Mm-hmm. And so I put uh, Lake State at four, actually, and put the Huskies at five, wow. just after after what I saw that what they did on um, against Northern. Yeah, I mean, I we were watching both of those games mm-hmm. we did. at certain points, and uh, I don't know. The Lakers just have they have a uh, a rhythm about uh, how they go about shooting shots at the net and deflecting them that you don't see on very many ccha teams no it's not easy to do in college mm-hmm. you yeah. don't see you don't see the kind of setup offense <laughs> in college i feel like at least from the ccha teams sure you have maybe minnesota no dac bu bc these like elite programs able to just with all these great talented players able to set stuff up like that but if you watch the the lake superior state lakers like set up an offense and like get bodies in front of the net and move mm-hmm. the puck like they actually they do have a good offense based on what we saw this past weekend Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, keep an eye out for them on the back half. Yeah. All right, we don't need to talk about the the bottom half of the the rankings. Yeah, I mean, I think we can all agree, kind of the bottom. Yeah, we we we, we have teams. uh we have some agreement on the bottom two, and then the other two are just kind of up to your opinion as to what Augustana is compared to uh the rest. Yeah, of the Yeah, Augustana is just hard to talk about this year. I mean, yeah, I, I, I think. Not that they shouldn't be included in the rankings, but they just haven't played enough to really know what they are. Yeah, and obviously, as as we said, we'll we'll know more once they play more, because they only play each team once right now. Right, right. Um, so on from that, um, I guess let's look to next week. Well, actually, we got we had football this past week. We got football today. Yeah, yeah. Playoff football NFL started playoffs. started yesterday. Yep. Yeah. And um, this is more the Diaz's domain and uh, Rosario's domain than my own. Yeah. But I, I enjoy watching uh, watching everything go down. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, like Lions game today. Lions playoff game. Doesn't feel real. Oh, oh yeah. I don't know when you post these, but today is Sunday. Yeah, it's um, going to be up tomorrow. Okay, so yeah. The, so people, the people already know what happened. Already know what oh, happened. No. Yeah, which is crazy. <laughs> today, but yeah. I mean, you know what? Um, I, I I can't say much as not being uh, you know, so deep into the Lions and knowing everything about the Lions like a lot of my friends do. Well, you've watched about every game this year, though. Yeah, Probably but the first time yeah, you but like you know, it, it it's it's this is a season that um we were expected to do well, and True. and and uh you know Jerry Goff and Dan Campbell and all them kind of delivered on that promise, and some of the yeah. rookies that we didn't know so much about delivered on that promise too, but um. I think it's just making the playoffs as a, as a huge monument. And I think that's something that uh, 
given the momentum that we have, it's just it's something that could happen in the future a, a lot. But um, yeah, it is it is a script that we're uh, <laughs> that Stafford playing, is playing, playing Stafford. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, I'm loving the the Matthew Stafford jersey bands all over the city. <laughs> yeah, I heard I heard about that. I think we we're talking about that on the way to Mendota Heights. Uh, you mentioned that area. I saw there, there's a bar that said uh, that today, if anyone shows up in a Stafford jersey, they're getting kicked out. Yeah, entry. that's pretty lame. I, I think that's pretty lame. I think Stafford did like so much for the, the Lions franchise. And at the end of the day, I don't think he was holding us back. Like, I think just I, I think I don't know. I think a lot a lot changed with the Stafford trade. I don't think Jared Goff is Jared Goff is serviceable. I don't think he's some star game changing franchise turnaround quarterback. I mean, especially if you look at his numbers. Well, well, like I think the biggest thing is like Goff and Stafford are not like night and day. Exactly. But not having that Matthew Stafford contract and paying That's that definitely premium part of it. is really helped the Lions. That's definitely part of it. And just the culture change, whether it's as a result of the Matthew Stafford trade or was going to happen regardless, the Lions culture change between, um, the, you know, I'm for, I, forgetting the new GM's name, DS, but, um, the new G, the new Lions GM. Oh, um, Brad Holmes. Yeah, I think between the new GM and like Dan Campbell, new head coach, and just there's been a culture change. You know, we've never in our lifetimes, even Eric, seen a Lions team <laughs> this good. So <laughs> yeah, even Eric. No, it, it is crazy to think that what like 13 years before we were born or something like that is the last last time. Oh, well, I guess it'd be 10 uh, years. 10 years before it's we were born. So this is this is the first. Lions playoff game in Detroit since 1957. In 1993, they had one. It was in Pontiac, though. So this is huge for the city because yeah. now the Lions are back in Ford Field in downtown Detroit, and they have a home playoff game. And, yeah, I mean, whether you like the Lions or not or you care about football or not, you just can't deny how huge it is for the city. And I think a lot of people nationally are rooting for the Lions, are pulling for them. I mean, I'll say if we're going to talk about – you know, obviously in the future they know what happens, but before, you know, at 4 o'clock, whatever time it is right now, before the game starts, I will say that the entire season leading up to this game, I would have told you that. I mean, I've watched a lot of football. I would have told you this Lions team is the absolute definition of a first-round exit. But also I think the Rams are a good matchup for the Lions because I think their their defense is pretty bad. Um, they're coming to our building. The crowd's going to be great. And, yeah, I mean, it also comes down to experience. I think the Rams, Sean McVay, has that playoff experience. Dan Campbell doesn't. That could come into play. Um, I think a lot of people are picking the Rams. It's kind of a trendy upset pick. I wouldn't be surprised if the Rams win. But but overall, I, I think that the Lions have a really good squad this year. And if there was ever a year to, to win a playoff game, I mean, it, it better be now because – I mean, who knows when you might not be back. I mean, anything can happen. So, mm -hmm. If you guys picked a, uh, a Super Bowl matchup right now, what, what would you think? Oh, give me – um, I probably have to go Ravens and uh, – I think the 49ers are not going to make it. That's my hot take. Yeah. 
You never really want to pick both the one seeds, of course. No. I think in the AFC, I, I can't see anyone taking down the Ravens right now. No. Um, the Texans are on the heater, though. I, I like to see that outside. I, in the I, I'll line. just say I love the Texans. They played yesterday. They absolutely thrashed the Browns, which I kind of – I wouldn't say I would pick that, that crazy of a, of a victory margin, but I was riding with the Texans all week. I've been riding with them all season, actually. I love the Texans, and uh, – I mean, what a story that would be if the 10 and 7 Texans rookie head coach, rookie QB came in and upset the one seed in Baltimore. That would be special. Yeah. Um, what about you, Eric? You're, you're AFC chip. Holy. Uh, it's no falling outside. I don't know. Well, I try I'm... to pick my NFC champ. Because to be honest, if the Lions do win. They would have to go up through the Cowboys, through the Cowboys, maybe the Packers if they even upset them, and like other great NFC teams. So I have no clue. I don't think if, say say Tampa wins against the Eagles, and uh, the Lions go against Tampa. I think the Lions <laughs> could make a good run, but I don't know. Well, Lions could win the Lions with Tampa. Tampa's, and if if the Packers were to win, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I'm just not really sure. Yeah, the Packers are not good. Yeah, the Packers defense is Swiss cheese. I love the well, I don't I don't like no, 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 no. I don't love the Packers. I you know I don't I maybe don't hate them as much as some other Lions fans, but I don't love the Packers. I just think I like the team that the Packers have put together this year. Mm-hmm. I think it's an entertaining team led by, you know Yeah, like rookie not not that he's a rookie, but uh first year starting or second year starting quarterback and rookie receivers kind of no name, quote unquote, no name guys who have really stepped up. I They're think that's a dogs, cool story. Though, like, cool. Yeah, they have a lot of fight. Um, I love Luke Musgrave and his mustache. Shout out Luke. Uh, I don't think they're going to take down the Cowboys in AT and T Stadium, but I mean, oh, no. I don't know. I wouldn't like, be shocked if they did. They could be spoilers. You, it's Dallas. No one can take down Dallas in AT and T Stadium. Yeah, they, they so, buy the rest. So you think you think Dallas as your NFC champion, Eric? I think that right. Well, now. I'm too diehard of a Lions fan to not pick the Lions. Yeah, but if it's not the Lions, I'd probably go Dallas. I like that. Yeah, let me make it clear. I'm always rooting for the Lions, but sure, man. But I mean, I'm trying to be realistic. realistic. I don't. I don't see this Lions team as a Super Bowl team. I think there's no. too many holes in the defense. I think Correct. the Cowboys have a really well-rounded offense and defense, and the Niners do too. This could be a year where you see the two one seeds just go to the Super Bowl. I don't Bowl. know. Like, the Niners just lost to LA. Yeah, and the Niners got absolutely smacked by Baltimore on Christmas. So, I don't know. Sure did. I think they're a little overrated. Yeah, probably. But anyways, uh, overall, I think it's going to make for a good, a good playoffs. Upset potentials and just unknowns. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. See who comes out on top, I guess, and all of that. Mm-hmm. Really looking forward to that Lions game, though, obviously. Yeah. Michigan won college. Yeah. College football. Fuck Michigan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're not, we're not too enthused. That's all we're going to say. I, here, we're going to admit it happened yeah. and move on. No, here's I'll, – I'll say one thing about it. Um, if, if the University of Michigan was ever to win a national championship in anything, I would have wanted it to be while we are in college and while my friends – who go there are there to witness it. That's true. I'm really happy for my friends who go to Michigan. I have quite a few mm-hmm. um, huge football fans and huge basketball fans. So I'm glad they got to see that. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I know a couple of guys that went uh, in the marching band, and they got yeah. like, I mean, it's like everything's paid for. Yeah, that's awesome. They get so, flights out to California and stuff. I don't, I don't really like Michigan. My mom went to Michigan State, um, but if I was ever to uh, to see them win a national championship, I'm glad that it was uh, while my friends were were in college. Hmm. Uh, I have zero respect for U- University of Michigan athletics. Me neither. Uh, but you know, it's over now. So, all right. Do we want to move on to pickums? Kick yeah, off. Yeah, you want to run run through our pickums? Kick off uh, really of uh, Packers and Cowboys is underway, so we we can't can't, can't hold, take too long. Can't yeah. hold on to this too long, too much longer. Yeah, we can we can rip through our pickums for the next week. So though. we're playing uh, Bemidji. We know that much. Um, I mean, I'd love to see. I'd love to see Michigan State sweep at home because it's our arena now. State Michigan Tech. Michigan Tech. Oh my God, dude! Speaking of Michigan State, they're playing Michigan. That's pretty cool. Keep an eye on that. Oh, they are. Is that a home and home? Is it? Is it like the home and home series? Oh, I I think it might. It might be home and home in Detroit. Yeah. Oh, is it? Oh, the slice. That's really cool. Yeah, on College Hockey Network, it just says Mun and Yost, but I don't know if they have that well, right. The, those games might be. Well, they're, the duel for the D is like a separate thing. Yeah, right. I don't know if it's this weekend or not. I'm not sure, but uh, that's an interesting game to watch. For the CCHA, though, um, I'm going to go St. Thomas sweeping Northern. I think that's a given. Minnesota State sweeping Bowling Green. I don't really see that going any other way either. Um, Lake Superior State versus Ferris. I know I've been like trashing Ferris this whole podcast. I think if any series is going to be a split, that one has potential too. Because I mean, the one thing ho- about the Lakers holding them back for me that from being that top four team, like some of you guys put them as, is they've shown the ability to get absolutely dogged this year at times. And they lost like six to one to Ferris State and then blew them out the next day. So like they're hot and cold. Um, I can see Ferris taking a game maybe. Yeah. Um, and then for us at home against Bemidji State, uh, I think the points I made earlier about Bemidji still stand. They they lost Loaf. That's a big loss. Um, we played terrible this weekend. I think it could either be a, a situation where we bounce back or either we uh, carry on that negative energy into the next weekend. So yeah. I'm going to say split and, uh, yeah, see what happens. Hopefully we can get the sweep while we're at home and we're attending the game, but – I'm being realistic, I think Bemidji's a good squad, probably better than us right now, so I'll go split. Yeah, I think um, humbling the boys every now and then helps us in the long run. I mean, we started off this season with a bunch of ties and losses, and so I think going against St. Thomas and coming out with not very much uh, will bode well for keeping power up. <laughs> what in the world are you doing? Um. Uh. Yeah, I agree with all your other picks. I think Lake Superior State and Ferris State is the closest to a split we got. Mm-hmm. Uh, Northern Michigan has been swept by St. Thomas before, and so I could see that happening again. They are in Marquette, though. Northern so, sucks. Unbiased. So with the Barry a, is terrible. It's yeah, with their with their weird ass arena. Their arena is trash. And their their terrible ass Mr. Brightside remixes and stuff. You don't know what's gonna happen. Right throughout the team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they play like EDM remixes of um, the Michigan Michigan State game is going to be a lot of fun because who's who's ranked higher right now? Michigan I haven't looked. State is Michigan, State. Michigan State is Michigan State's a wagon this year. 
Trey Augustine, yeah. Red Wings prospect. That guy's an absolute the gold, machine. The gold medal fellas. Yeah. But there's going to be gold medal fellas on both sides, right? Yeah. Captain yeah. Rutger McGrory, Captain America. Yeah. That, that should be that'll be that'll be a good tilt. I'm yeah. looking forward to maybe catching some of that some of that game. Yeah, we'll games. definitely catch some of that. Uh Augustana takes on Arizona State. That's a cool matchup. Arizona State's pretty good this year as well. Yeah, this could help out um the CCHA if if anything happens there. Yeah. In Augustana's Augustana, favor. I think they could pull off pull off a win or two. Yeah, but who knows? We'll see. And then um for CCHA teams, that's it. Everyone's playing though. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's been a minute since that's happened. Yeah, we're finally back in the swing of things. Yeah, love to be back in the swing of things. Love to be back at home. It's been a while it's been since a we've while since we've been seen a game at the MAC. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna be fun to be back. Um, young boy Chase is visiting town. That that'll be fun, isn't oh, he? Shoot, that's this week. I think he's planning on that. Yeah. Oh yeah. boy. Yeah, and so we're going uh, to with my back heels. We're gonna go and we're gonna go and bully him. Oh, you're gonna go to bowl. Oh yeah, is it Saturday? Hopefully, I'm down for that. What day they open? Tuesday? Wednesday, I think. Wednesday? Yeah. Okay. Wednesday, my schedule is less open. I'd love to go out there, but this, we got to be so powdery right now. But um, that's about all we got for you, I believe. Yeah. Don't want to miss too much football now. Yeah. But, yeah. It's been nice. Nice having a little chat. Yeah, thank you guys for having me on. Uh, that was fun. I like talking hockey. Yeah, maybe we'll keep you forever. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) But it's been a good time. Uh, Go watch some puck this weekend. Go play some puck this weekend.